0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love and Liberty. I'm still a bit acoustic. I'll be back next week with my regular show. Um, I've been traveling, um, hunkered down with other patriots, getting a lot of work done. Um, I have been called to a myriad of battlefields actually regarding our spirit world realities here on this plane, helping other patriots who are on the front lines as well. Um, Working hard. I have uh, shifted lanes because I've been called to different battlefields. Some of you don't know what that means. I-, I want to start by saying this: I'm not sure where we got off the rails with regard to the demand for details. I think it's in our 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 manufactured. Lust for the need to know. And when I say manufactured, some people have a need to know because they're control freaks. And so they're always in your business. They want all the details to everything. In my spiritual training and ministry, I was warned about people who had the need to know. And I, at one point, was one of those people, so I can speak to this. And the main reason I had an insatiable need to know every detail of something was because I was afraid. I was, I was a product of essentially an imprisonment of sorts throughout my childhood uh, in the way of a family dynamic that did not lend itself to safety and acceptance. When you are forged in that kind of a fire, you do not emerge without sustained emotional, spiritual, mental injuries. So when I speak to you about spiritual things, I'm not speaking to you as a Bible scholar, a theologian, and or a religious zealot. I'm speaking to you as someone who has gone through multiple crucibles in life, who I did not find God. He found me. He called me forth from my sewage pit that I found myself in after losing my husband to ALS at the ripe old age of 28. I was in self-destructive mode. And the Lord, I did call to the Lord because by the grace of God, I was raised in the Greek Orthodox faith. And so I always knew there was something bigger than me. I always knew there was something greater than me. I didn't understand because my life sucked so bad that I just don't understand how a God who sees everything and knows everything and loves everything and protects everything and provides for everything could have possibly allowed for me to go through the things I did. How on earth would I call a God who saw all of that a loving father? How could I do that? So in my search, I knocked. I asked, and I sought. The door was open. I found, and I was given. I was given the keys to a kingdom that I knew was there, but I just didn't understand. The word was another language to me. I could not understand it. I could read it, and it was almost like looking at invisible words in the sand. I saw the writing. I could not understand it. And many of you feel the same way. So I have a lot of empathy for you. I get it. For whatever reason, when I knocked and that door opened and it was my time for that door to open, the Lord poured out onto me an overflowing measure of acceptance, of love, of understanding, of wisdom, of forgiveness, mercy, And grace. It's irrefutable. My life changed instantly. And when my life changed, my heart and my mind and my spirit opened to another dimension. And it was no longer a religious experience, it was an intimacy that I cannot possibly put into words. And I started down the path of a relationship with the creator of this world, understanding that I was part of another kingdom and always had been. I was chosen for that. And I believe that all of creation is chosen because the word says that God wishes that no man would perish, but they will. Some people believe that it's all been decided. God knows and he's made the decision of who's going to be with him and who's not. I do understand that God holds the hearts of kings in his hands. I also believe that my father is someone who can be reasoned with. And you know why I believe that? Because he's done it throughout scripture. He did it with my brothers before me. He did it with the fathers of my faith. When he was going to come down and kill the, his chosen people who had just come out of Egypt And Moses went to the mountaintop and took a little bit longer than people were comfortable with. This may resonate with you right now in this country and what's happening. He was gone for a while. And while he was gone, there was a lot of doubt, misinformation, disinformation, lust, power struggles, fiefdoms, accusation against God that he's forgotten us, What are we doing out here? We were better off back in prison where we were. We knew the evil we knew was better than what we know now, which is where the hell did Moses go? During that time that erected things I've been talking about for the past few weeks, I'm going to keep talking about it because the spirit impresses upon me that which I should speak. And I take very seriously what I pour into you because I'm going to be held accountable In a position of leadership, I'm going to be held accountable for what I feed you and what I give you to drink. And I take it very seriously. I'm honored. Some days I don't want the responsibility. I don't care. I don't like it. I don't like you. I don't like others. I don't like myself. I don't like God. I mean, I'm just being real. I don't like any of it. I don't like this country. I don't like our leadership. I don't like the system. Sometimes I just don't like it, and I don't want to be in this position. But I've been called, and I said yes, and here I am. And you're welcome to journey with me as long as your heart tells you that that's where you need to be. And as long as you're being fed, you're welcome to come here to graze. Just know that I'm not perfect, but I want to be whole in order to bring you wholeness. With that being said, our golden calves that we're erecting right now are very Dangerous. They're not going to assist us whenever we walk into the promised land, which I believe we're going to, and we're going to need to leave the idols behind. And some of you aren't gonna make it. Some of you are not going to make it into the next season of this country. I think it's going to look a little different than we expect. I think if you're not if you're not willing to rest in the Lord in the desert, you're going to wrestle your way into an early grave. And I say that because the stress levels, suicide rates, murder, crime. I mean, I look at my city in the city of Atlanta and I just shake my head every time I get a new, you know, someone else was shot. Five other people were shot. We, are, we live in a culture of death. And this is hell attempting to erect itself above the throne of God. Because God says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And Satan has declared that he would ascend his throne above that of God's. And I believe the only way he does that is through us. And every time we say, yeah, but, every time we doubt to our detriment, I'm not saying there's not mercy and grace in doubting, because there is. Gideon and Thomas are perfect examples of that, and only two examples of that. Elijah (laughs) ran for the hills. Had a witch hot on his trail. He was exhausted. He was afraid. So God understands our frame and he understands you and he understands me and he understands where we are right now. As as individuals, as a family, as kingdom dwellers here on earth and as a nation. And as a world system. And I'm telling you that the calves that we're erecting, the golden calves of attitudes, of spiritual attitudes, attitudes toward one another, complacency, let's just go back. I've been tempted too. I'm not going to lie. I've been tempted with, huh, my life's in danger. Could be people I'm affiliated with. They're definitely in danger. Huge scrutiny, lies, false accusations swirling all around. If you're a truth speaker, you're definitely on someone's radar And so, and and I've always known that I've been on Satan's radar in the spirit realm, but to be on my nation's radar as a truth speaker, as a liberty seeker, as a liberty defender, to, to have that occur on my own soil in the nation that is supposed to be the most liberated nation on the planet at the moment, that is, that's enough to cause... A little bit of jarring on every level. And so you do stop and, and consider what am I doing? And what am I doing this for? Today Mike Lindell took to Telegram or someone I think it was Gateway Pundit. I reposted it on my channel on Telegram. He took to Telegram and said basically, you know, my listen. I've lost $65 million. I can't see my grandkids. My life is in danger. Like this is, this is the real fight of what I go through as someone on the front lines bringing you truth about voter fraud. And some of you scoff at that. Some of you are ready to move on and you're getting ready to gear up for the GOP right now. And the GOP is going to tell you because they're aligned with a spirit of fiefdom and death and could have power and control and the need to know. <laughs> the need to know that they're still in control. They're going to tell you it's time to move on. And you're going to be really tempted to do so. Because if you don't, if you don't move on, it's going to cost you. So I too have had to ask myself, is, it, is this worth it? When I see that I said I'm switching battlefields. And I'm still in the fight with the same people. But my battlefield I've been called to is different. I'm simply not in the same foxhole. I've switched foxholes. And please, for those of you who have gone through just hell in a foxhole, please don't take exception to what I'm saying and making a comparison. I've never been in a physical foxhole with dead people and piss and and blood and guts. I've never been there. This feels like the closest thing to a foxhole I ever want to be in. So thank you for your service. And please don't allow Satan to cause you to be offended with me. I do not mean to slight your service at all. I'm a woman of words. I war with words. So I understand the magnitude of my words and how it can feel as though I am diminishing your sacrifice. And I promise you, I'm not. But for the sake of the layperson who needs to understand the magnitude of the war and the battle that we're dealing with right now as Truth, speakers, and seekers. I have to make that correlation because people use stupid, ignorant, ridiculous terms, mentally and emotionally stunted, intellectually bankrupt terms like cancel culture. It is enough to make me nuts. There's no such thing as cancel culture, it is called steal, kill, and destroy. That's the kingdom from which I come. That is truth speaking. That is not making you feel better. That's not smoothing the edges. That is truth speaking to you. That they, they, the enemy's kingdom and people who align with the enemy's kingdom, who would steal from you, who would kill your liberty, your freedom of speech, your right to exercise any form of religion you choose to exercise with the exception of You know, within the confines of the law of not murdering and incest and molesting and raping and pedophilia. And there are religions being practiced right now on this earth who absolutely practice that. I have ministered to the victims of satanic ritual abuse. It is a nightmare. And it is very real. And that is not Q. That is not R-S-T-W. Actually, that is T. That is truth. That happens in this earth right now. That is not a conspiracy. That I mean, I'm sorry, it is actually a conspiracy. That is not a theory. It is absolute truth. I have ministered to live human beings who have been subjects of that filth and wickedness, that reprobation. So that is true. But when I change battlefields, and I am in a different foxhole, because I've been called to a different foxhole, and I have... Hundreds of people demand to know the details of why I've been called to another foxhole while simultaneously professing God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and all things truth and all things holy, while accusing me falsely of abandoning the battlefield, abandoning certain people that they have erected into a godlike status, just like we've done with Donald Trump. That tells me a lot about the state of my country. More importantly, the state of our kingdom that we profess. The golden calves. We are erecting golden calves that are going to be costly to us. God is not going to tolerate anyone's idolatry. That is not who he is. That is not what he stands for. He never tolerated it from the beginning to now. He's not going to continue with us in that manner. So I want to encourage you to test the landscape of your own life right now. When you're reading about the Mike Lindell's, you're reading about the Lynn Woods and Sidney Powell's and, and others who are out on the front lines and taking the hits with regard to the continued pursuit for truth in the way of voter fraud. I need you to always bear in mind that we are all human. Don't let us become idols to you. The need to know is actually coming from a place of desperation. And of control. And I understand right now many of you feel like you have control over nothing. And I'll be really honest with you guys. I think God has wanted us to get here all along. And I'm just one of those people. I have been. You can ask my family who no longer speaks to me. And they haven't in years. And you could, my, my, my dead father, who is now with the Lord, would tell you the same thing. I understand the cost that comes with seeking the truth. Because the truth... Is the only thing that will set make us free. The truth is worth fighting for. And sometimes seeking the truth and finding it and asking for it it is costly in the in the in the aspect of you're gonna lose relationships. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to look around the landscape of your country, your families, your your businesses, your neighborhoods, your churches. And you're going to realize that people are just people. And we all have our frailties. And it's not anything that we have to lose our minds over. It's not anything that we have to lose our faith over. We don't have to assign abandonment and confusion to God just because others let us down or others prove to be human. So I hope... But I encourage you today in that some of you have been very disappointed with me. You've been very angry. You've left my channel. You're still listening, which is good. You're still welcome here. I will not tolerate being verbally abused by people on my channel or any social media platform. So I will delete you just so that you can have your peace and I can have mine. But I would encourage you to stick around. Hang tight. Just know that you're not going to understand all things right now and it and that really is okay your life can go on your life can continue you can put one foot in front of the other you can choose the next right thing because ultimately that's all any of us are called to do is to make the next right choice and you're not going to be able to look to the world to tell you what that is you're not going to be able to look to your politicians to tell you what that is You're certainly not going to look to the GOP or the RNC or the Libertarian Party to tell you what, or a third party, to another, an actual third party, to tell you what to do, to tell you what the next right thing is. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The next right thing is the truth of God for your life. That is your next right thing. That is our next right thing in our homes, our mirrors, our communities, our municipalities, our states, and ultimately, on the national landscape of this country that will affect the globe. That is God's will for this world and for this country. You'll notice I'm not talking about peace. I haven't quoted scriptures to you and given you addresses. I do speak a lot of scripture because it's in my bones. It's in my gut. It's in my blood. So it's in my brain cells. It just comes out, but I don't, and yeah, I don't have a bunch of citations, and I know that aggravates some of you, but I would encourage you if, you if you're curious about what I said, go look it up and let him make it bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh, because that's ultimately what he desires to do. But know this I'm never going to deceive you or give you disinformation. That is not my heart. I've said it multiple times, I'll say it again. I'm not a liar. I may give you misinformation, but it's not intentional. I may give you partial information, and that doesn't make me a deceiver. That doesn't make me less of a truth speaker. I may discern that you don't need to have all of the information because it could be detrimental to others for you to have all of the information. Have you ever considered that? Maybe I haven't given you all of the information of a matter because it could be detrimental to the person that it involves. It could be detrimental to me. And it can be detrimental to the country. It can be detrimental to you. So don't take offense to those of us who are are called to give information and to encourage and to inspire and to shine a light on the darkness during this time. We don't need the division. I, I don't need that level of accusation that aligns with the kingdom of hell. And for those of you who have been very gracious... And are not desperate for every detail. And who can do so without accusation and throwing me further into the fire along with my enemies. I really appreciate you. I, I, it matters a lot to me. And I thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. And I know God sees that and counts it to you as righteousness. As well as part of his glory. I think it's time for us as a body to grow up. To mature. To mature. We, we need to take responsibility as a, as a church as part of the kingdom of God here on Earth, for the many ways that we have failed our kingdom. I know I have, and I'm still doing it daily as he brings things to my attention. Again, I, you know when Jesus said, "Be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect," that means to be whole. It means to be whole. And remember, as I confessed at the beginning of this podcast, I was forged in a fire. I was fragmented by things that were perpetuated onto my life. And God has spent the past 47 years of my life putting me together according to the way he sees that I need to be fashioned for his purposes and for his glory and for mine, according to his word and for yours. So I hope that ministers to you. And and many of you have the same stories of being broken, of you've come through hellfire and a lot of brimstone to be the person you are today. So I'm not saying that I'm special or, you know, I'm unique as are you. I'm a unique vessel and you are too. That's why I fight against the homogenization of, of the left and socialism. And now you see the right doing the same thing. Just get in line and everybody move on. I'm going to encourage you again. No. (laughs) Sure, you need to be vetting candidates and preparing candidates to step into their positions to usher in freedom into this country. Again, to establish it, to reestablish it, to rebuild. You need to be doing that while holding a line along with people like Mike Lindell and Sidney who are still dealing with voter fraud. Um, You do need to do that. And the others who are still adjudicating cases across the country. There are plenty of patriots who are asking, you know, who are about to take to their courts and in various states to deal with it themselves as patriots because they're digging and they're seeking and they're finding and it's being opened. So stand your, stand your ground, America. Lock arms with those of us who are doing the best we can on any given day to live Legally, lawfully, according to our Constitution, to defend her, to defend our Constitution. I've never been sworn into the military, but I believe the Constitution is our national Bible. And if I was ever sworn into the military, I would absolutely take that oath to defend her. Just like I've taken an oath to my father to defend the truth. So, I love you. I hope you have a good day. Please pray for me. Pray for Lynn. Pray for Sydney. for Mike, for President Trump. Pray for our military, for our leadership. Pray for people who are wayward. Pray for the liars. Pray for the deceivers. And there's my cue. (laughs) Till tomorrow. Love you.